This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. There you will find pillows and stools featuring your favorite sports teams. Also, you will see sets with your kids' favorite cartoon or movie characters. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. Hey, everyone in! Let's go! Huddle up on three! One, two, three! Huddle Huddle up. up! No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Jim, Dave, and Sean. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! 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 yeah, welcome into the Huddle Up Podcast, live here on our Facebook page. And uh, how about them Cowboys, at least for one week, beating the defending Super Bowl champions. So that's kind of nice, regardless of what records may say. It is Wednesday, November 14th. We're back after a couple of weeks off, and we have plenty to talk about this week, including reaching football's home stretch, questions answered, and playoff futures. But make sure that you are following us both on the Facebook page, which you're on. If you're watching us live, make sure you like and share the video. We'd appreciate that. Also, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Visit our home network, NGSCSports.com. And, of course, their sponsor and the people who help bring this show to you, Alicia's Pillows and Things. Find the tab on the NGSC Sports homepage and make your orders today. Dave, welcome back in, buddy. It's been a few weeks, but we are back. It's incredible. We're back, and I didn't think when we came back that uh, we'd still be talking about Notre Dame in a positive light, but they've <laughs> defied all odds, uh, even with their yellow pants last week. <laughs> if, uh, if there's one thing that uh, has held true, not only in college football, but in pro football this year, is not a whole lot makes sense. Um, but uh, we're going to try and make a little bit of heads or tails out of it. Of course, over the uh, the back of my huge head is uh, the number 43, Tom Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, is back 
uh, as of last night with your defending Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals, and that team has looked uh, better uh, last night and tonight uh, with good old Willie uh, back in the uh, in the lineup. So that's uh, exciting for me. We're glad you can join us if you're joining us live or on the podcast side. We appreciate it. But if you are live again, click a like, click a share, and uh, get people in here, interact with us on the uh, on the chat. We will keep an eye on that, and you can call in as well, 401-347-0613, and then enter pin 29312, and uh, that number can be found on the uh, social media posts. If you still want to try and beat Dave and I uh, head-to-head when you're talking uh, college football, you can do that by the... Uh, uh, it is tinyurl.com slash huddleuppick'em, and uh, you can join that and uh, play with us on a week-to-week basis. Obviously, the whole season is uh, going to be much past you at this point. Uh, Dave, before we get into our discussion, uh, Scotty with us has a uh, has a question. He said, or not so much a question, I guess, uh, a, a statement, Raiders, please fire John Gruden. He said he's done with him. And uh, so, yeah, obviously – uh, the first year of what was that a ten-year, one hundred million dollar contract uh, has not exactly uh, gone as planned uh, for the Raiders and John Gruden. I mean, they're four-point underdogs to the Cardinals. I don't know that that needs to <laughs> say much more. However, however, I, I will kind of give Gruden a pass here for kind of in a way because it's his first year. He's still working on getting his team in and, and things along those lines. Um, but this isn't off to the ideal start. However, maybe we got some Raiders strategy going on here and, and, and doing the tank for the first round pick and, or the first overall picking. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a quarterback uh, two or something potentially. Yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing, like, and, and, I, and I get it, it is, uh, it has to be absolutely uh, frustrating for Raiders fans at this point. I'm I'm not going to blame you uh, for being frustrated about it, but yeah, I think it is a little bit critical to keep in mind that it is the first year of what may or may not end up playing out to be the full ten years. Like if if, if this thing doesn't turn its way uh, next year or the following, you know he's he's going to um, he's he's going to find his way out the door. He's still going to get the money. The money's guaranteed, but. Um, Obviously, the Khalil Mack trade um, that that that's probably going to be go down as one of the worst trades uh, in NFL history. But yeah, um, give it give it more than just this year, Scotty. Um, I, I think John Gruden still has a decent mind um, for the game of football, and and you, you're going to have at least three picks in the uh, in the first probably what fifteen picks. Uh, if not uh, top 10 probably. So um, th- th- there's at least a little bit of relief there uh, that you're going to be able to bring in uh, guys that get uh, that get scouted. But um, Gr- Gruden has a mind for the game. And I, I think the Raiders, um, you know, a- again, the Khalil Mack thing aside, uh, could uh, I-, I think they'll be fine. I, I think they'll-, they'll stabilize a bit. Um, that-, that is kind of the thing with, uh, we, we, with the NFL anymore, we, we, with the, uh, you know, salary cap and things like that, it is, things do kind of uh, more times than not, I think balance out, uh, somewhat. And, uh, yeah, Scott, Scotty's pretty upset here, uh, in the, in the comments, uh, Scotty, I, I, I don't think he's going to trade all those picks. So, uh, I know it's tough. Uh, it, it's not easy, but, uh, 
but 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 try and uh, try and step back uh, from the ledge a little bit. So, um, you know, let's uh, Dave, let's jump into uh, the the college football discussion again. Uh, feel free to continue to uh, throw the comments up there in the live video or call in if you like. Uh, the number is in the post. Um, so obviously, you know, the the thing we had talked about, Dave, since the last time we were together was um, coming down the pike. Alabama was going to have a, a couple of tests back-to-back. Um, the, 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 their only, in my opinion, real strong competition in the regular season. Now, obviously, you get to the SEC title game. Uh, you, you'll see a little bit more. But but they had LSU and Mississippi State in back-to-back weeks. They won those games 29-0, 24-0. So, so obviously, the, the machine does continue to keep rolling. Um Tua did not put up the numbers that we had seen against uh, St. Catherine's School for the Blind and Deaf, um, but you know he he still threw for near what I think 300 yards in both games. He threw a pick in both games, uh, which were his first two picks of the year. Uh, he had a, a couple of fumbles, one that took a, a really lucky bounce on on Saturday against uh, Mississippi State. But again, Alabama uh, has not given up any points. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, so so they they are right now and, and un, undeniably um, the best team in college football. I, I think they are beatable, but they, but that's more of a discussion for uh, the, the the playoff rankings and things. But I think the the biggest concern for for Alabama right now is is Tua's health. The guy has a a pretty a pretty rough knee injury, from what it seems like. Um, has spent some time out of each of the last two or three games uh, for the Crimson Tide, and you got to wonder if they're going to even play him this week. I don't. Obviously, they're not going to need to. I think they're what playing the Citadel or something like that. Um, but Dave, you know, we talked even last year when Jalen Hurts had this team that um, that was the reason that they were vulnerable, really, in any way. If Tua it doesn't get healthy because he's not healthy now. If he does not get healthy or he gets knocked out of, of a game or the remainder of the season or anywhere in between, um, is is that enough to make this Alabama team, in your opinion, uh, beatable? I think this Alabama team right now is beatable. Um, I mean, you, you look at the uh, – crap, who they play this past weekend? Miss State, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, Mississippi State. And – um, you know, they had a, they had a couple calls go their way, of course. Oh my God. They only yes. won 20, uh, uh, I, I put that nicely and politically correct. We're only 10 minutes into this show here. I don't want to <laughs> get on my Bama soapbox yet. Um, but I mean, 24, nothing. And they had everything possible go their way. And that defense, um, was pretty good against them. Um, pretty much held them in check this, this weekend. And, um, you, you look at some of the, the, the two defenses that would really be a step-up in competition in the college football playoff, uh, the, the step-up would be Clemson, but then the real step-up would be Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, And Notre Dame's probably better than most of the defenses in the SEC. Uh, but I can tell you I was down at Del Park on Monday and uh, may or may not have an open ticket on uh, Clemson plus eight and a half against uh, Alabama, the national title game line. So, um, I think it's eight and a half. It's something along those lines. It's something stupid because um, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama is going to be banged up and beat from playing uh, Notre Dame or Michigan the week before. And right. uh, I'll take my chances. So is Alabama beatable? Absolutely. Um, 
as much as we dog on Bama, um, we've we've had a really good track record on Bama. I think uh, I think you and I, well, I know I was ragging on uh, Jalen Hurts for at least um, all of last season and part of the season before, and you jumped on the bandwagon at least midway through last season on how terrible he is. And and uh, we we made mention of Tua before the national title game last year, so. Um, I mean, that says some stuff right there. But um, the thing that's interesting is you can't predict what Jalen will do um, coming back into a situation should Tua go down. Um, he has improved this year. Again, that, that's not saying a whole lot because he was pretty bad the past two years. But he has improved, and he's in, a, um, he's in an interesting position that if he comes in and has a hell of a game, his draft stock is going to increase um, – and he also has nothing to lose because he comes in and throws six picks. Well, that's why we started Tua. Right. So it'll be really interesting. You can't really, um, you can't really predict what's going to happen, especially someone like Jalen that has experience here. Yeah, and and I mean that that's the thing. I think you I think you hit on on, on some solid points there, Dave. Is, um, you know, Michigan's defense definitely better than than either of the defenses that Alabama has seen in the last two weeks. Um, Clemson, I haven't watched enough to, to, to know where they, and and any of these teams will have a blueprint on how to slow them down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Clemson, I'm not sure where they're at defensively, but that offense can score. And and that's the thing too, is people, um, uh, tend to forget that, that yes, Alabama shut out LSU, who was ranked number three at the time, not going to get into whether or not I think they should have ever been the number three team in the country. It's neither here nor there, especially at this point. Um, and then they, they, they shut out the number 16 team, uh, Mississippi State. Again, had some favorable things go their way, had some lucky bounces. Like I said, a fumble um, that came launching out of two of his hands, bounces like 15 yards past two Mississippi State players and ends up going out of bounds. And, and I think uh, Bama went from having like, you know, a second and – 11 to a to a third and two so um don't tell me there's not a little luck with Alabama but anyway um you know Clemson Clemson has a better offense Michigan has a better offense and even Notre Dame is a better offense than either of those teams um that Alabama just shut out those teams offenses are not very good at all and um you know I I think all three defenses you know you are better I think at least Notre Dame and Michigan have better defenses than um what Alabama's seen so yeah, it's Alabama is very beatable. People don't. People have been arguing with me, and I'm not saying they're not the best team in the country. Let's make that clear as well. Like I'm not saying that Clemson should be number one, or Notre Dame, or Michigan, or Georgia, or anybody else should be the number one team in the country. Alabama is the best team in the country. Like that. That that is true right now, even sitting here today, November 14th. But. This notion that they're untouchable and that this is the best Alabama team that there's been, and maybe at full strength they are. I don't know because we're not going to see this team at full strength against the, their best competition because they're not at full strength now. They're not going to get healthy. They're they're definitely not going to get healthy by the SEC title game. That's going to beat them up. And then you know you're either going to have a Michigan team or a uh, a Clemson team, depending. And we'll we'll get to the the playoff discussion then. But there's going to be an even better competition than they've seen, um, even in the first week of the playoffs. So they're they're not going to be at full strength, David. And I think that's um, important for people to to remember as well. Is uh, is is 
I mean, every team theoretically beatable, but but this Alabama team is beatable. Um, will they lose? I don't know. Are you know? Will they be the national champions? There's probably a good chance they will be, but that doesn't mean they're unbeatable. Um, let's take a pause, but Jim. Just go ahead. Just kind of going along along with this. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, I was down at the sports book on on Monday with uh, Veterans Day. Um, obviously, quick shout out to all the veterans out there. I appreciate everything that they've done yes. and everything. Um, but I was down at the the sports book, and Alabama is minus three hundred to win the national title. So just to put that in context, you have to bet three hundred dollars to win a hundred on Alabama. Wow. That is ridiculous. Yeah. There's that's... absolutely no chance that anyone should put a dollar down at that line. Um, um, but the real question I wanted to ask you, Jim. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. What did you say? Because um, I know you, 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 you said like 8-1, um, to one, um, I think, for, for Clemson, Alabama. What, what, what is the, or, or what, what, the line? What would be the line, Dave, do you know um, right now or, or within the last couple days? Um, for like Michigan, Alabama in, in, in week one of the college football playoff or Notre Dame, Alabama on a neutral field. What are those lines out there in, in future? Speak? Um, they, they are, I don't know what they are. The last time I saw something said that Notre Dame would be plus 14 and a half. Jesus. Um, so I, I don't, I like Michigan at getting more than a touchdown. I don't know how I feel about Notre Dame in all honesty. Um, but the question that I would really like to ask you, Jim, is what would you do if Michigan Notre Dame played at the end of the season versus at the beginning of the season? How would you feel going into a date of Mich- with Michigan on deck? Um, man, dude, aside like, from be- aside from uh, being drafting divorce papers, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's funny. Like, it was it had it been like early October, maybe even. It had to be like early October. I jokingly said, like in passing, like, wouldn't it be funny if, um, if if Notre Dame and Michigan ended up in a national title game? Because, um, in the in the, uh, got to try and do math here. Eleven years, I think, that I've known my wife. Obviously, um, we've we've known that she's a Michigan fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. They've only played a, a few times. Um, I usually I just get out of the house it's safer it's safer for both of us um but we've obviously never played in a bowl game never played for a national title um and we've kind of always joked like you know w- what kind of nightmare scenario would this be and but it, it just you know it's never materialized and now we're sitting here at November 14th and Michigan's number 4 and Notre Dame's number 3 and you know I, if if the if the if the rankings hold out like I think there's a there's a, there's at least a chance. I, I think out of the teams of the current top four, um, and this isn't me just trying to get brownie points. I think Michigan has the best chance to beat Alabama because of their defense and their offense is is getting better and more confident each week. Um, and and I think Notre Dame could 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 go with Clemson. Ian Book has to be healthy, but um, I think Notre Dame could go with Clemson. Do I think that they would definitely win? No, but like it's the 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 possibility. Of, of of that game happening is um, more realistic at this point than it's ever been in the 11 years that she and I have known each other. And it is, um, I'm terrified, Dave. <laughs> I really am because like, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to exist in that world because I, I, I didn't see it happening 
And and it's certainly not this year. I, I didn't see it happening this year. Um, oh, buddy, we can always uh, we can always break Dave's cherry of watching a Notre Dame game with you. That's always on the table. Well, if and it, I will it, supply the beer. No, if it happens, I have to go to my friend Tim's house because um, for the for the he's oh, out of, he's out of town. I'm sorry to tell you. No, I will break into his apartment. Like I, I that is where I have to watch the game because that's where I watch the game uh, week one. And, uh, and, and that, that's how it works. I won't even be able to get to watch it with my dad or my brother because, uh, I was sitting in Tim's living room, uh, watching the, watching the game week one, uh, along with the wrestling pay-per-view. He's not friends with you anymore. Sorry. No, no, I I don't care. I will, like I said, I will find a way into that apartment. Even if he, even if he moved, like I would find a way into that apartment because that's where it's got to go. Um, yeah, just a uh, potential potential. So how would you? So you didn't answer my question, but how would you feel about playing Michigan as a Notre Dame fan? Not good. Syracuse this not week? good, Dave. I uh, to be a hundred percent honest, not good. Um, and 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 here's the thing: Notre Dame, I think, is a better team than they were week one. Michigan is a much better team uh, than they than they were week one. Um, so I, I the, the 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 problem is the fear is is the unknown because just how much different is each team? Like, obviously, with Ian Book and Dexter Williams back, um, Notre Dame's offense is, is a lot better, and their defense has improved, but Michigan's offense is just astronomically better than they were week one. So, you know, that's that's the real that's the real kicker is 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 because um, Michigan's defense is better. Michigan's defense is better. So can Notre Dame – would Notre Dame be able to slow down – uh, Michigan's offense enough, or um, you know, would would Notre Dame be able to crack that defense at all? Like, it, it, I think it would be a, f- a real fun game for anyone that wasn't me to watch, <laughs> because uh, I I I would I would probably have an ulcer. Um, yeah, I I just I don't like I want it to happen, but I don't want it to happen in the same time. If that makes any sense whatsoever. It does, and, and kind of getting back on another point that you had, who is the who is the team that has the best chance of beating Alabama? Mm-hmm. Um, it's whoever comes out of the two three matchup, assuming Bama is number one. Um, I don't care if it's Clemson, Notre Dame, or Michigan, but whoever comes out of that, whoever comes out of that game, is going to have the best chance because Alabama is going to actually play another good team, um, another chance to beat them up. I mean, especially if they draw Michigan in the four. Um, Notre Dame or Clemson. And I mean, I think Clemson would handle Notre Notre Dame, um, but that's personal opinion. And and again, that backed a little with some cash, but um, (laughs) I think, uh, I think, uh, I think Clemson would give Alabama a little run for their money there. And I think it would shock a lot of people. I'm not so sure that Clemson wouldn't, when it closed and and close to the, uh, the 10 point range. And I mean, I, I, I've, seen a couple expert uh, sports guys that bet sports for a living saying that Clemson should be about three point underdogs to Alabama. And they're, they're sitting five, five to seven points higher than that more than likely. So wow. um, this Alabama perception is ridiculous right now. It really is. And, and, and those games, the, the semifinal and the finals, they're like nine, what, nine or 10 days apart, something like that. So, I mean, it's, there's not a lot of time to, to bounce back and heal up.
I think you had me on mute. Um, anyway, Dave, we, we we do have a caller here, so let's uh, let, let's 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 put a pause on the discussion for now. Let's go to the caller. Uh, it looks like from the somewhere in the Washington State. Uh, let us know where who you are, where you're calling from. Um, Scott from uh, Seattle. Oh, Scotty, my man, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Doing good, man. What's on your mind? Okay, so I know. I've been a Raiders fan since as long as I can remember, since before the Rich Gannon era. Okay. Okay. You know, we went to the Super Bowl, lost to Tampa. I know you guys want me to give Gruden a chance. Here's why. I, here's why I struggle with that. You know, we've been waiting. I've been waiting for six, 14 years be, between playoff runs. You know, we had all those quarterbacks did terrible. Jamarcus Russell, Kerry Collins, all those guys. And now we had Derek Carr with Jack Del Rio. And two years ago, this same team, except for a couple different players here and there, we could have contended, not beat the Patriots, but contended. I just, I'm, I'm struggling to give Gruden a pass. We had a team. Maybe is, is I know we traded him years ago to what Tampa, I think it was. I think that's how we got rid of him. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the details around that were were always a little screwy with me, but but yeah, it was it was like you 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 traded the head coach. Yeah, like it just it seemed odd at that time. It's just it's hard for me to give him a pass, but I know all my friends said, "Oh, they're building for the future." But I sit and watch their games. I watch every Raiders game, and only thing I can do is shake my head and just like two years ago we were good before Carr broke his fibula and then ever since then last year Carr had an off year and we fired Del Rio to get Gruden and I know a lot of people wanted Gruden I was never high on him never was and I should have kept Del Rio but I'm struggling why should I still I'll still be a Raiders fan regardless of who's ever the coach sure why should I give him a chance um, I, I think because it, just because it is the first year, like I know it's, it's, it's has to be absolutely frustrating. And, and I mean, as a Cowboys fan, the Cowboys were 13 and three, two years ago, Dak Prescott, you mm -hmm. know, you know, came in, uh, his rookie year, uh, you know, kind of lit the world on fire and, um, has regressed a, a lot. And, and I mean, at times like the, you know, this past week looked really good, but this week he might come out and go nine for 37. I have no clue, but, um, you know, the, the, the consolation to you. And again, I, it, the frustrations have to be extremely real. And then I'm not going to, um, tell you not to be frustrated with what's happening in Oakland, but, um, it, it, it is his first year. Uh, I think there is a little bit of a learning curve just because, um, even though he's been in the Monday night football booth and he's, you know, kind of seen the game from, you know, a close distance, but still a distance, um, it's going to kind of take time to, uh, get back into place. And, and, you know, regardless of, um, you know, how, how good the team may have been or where they were at two years ago, I think that, um, you know, every coach kind of has their goal and, and their idea in mind. And, and sometimes a locker room, it, isn't totally gonna gonna fit that groove, and and Austin brought up a great point in the, um, in the chat uh, there, and he said that 
you know, Khalil Mack didn't, you know, didn't really want to participate, didn't want to, you know, be involved anything with Gruden. And I'm not justifying the the decision to trade Khalil Mack, but um, there's always two sides to a story. So um, as a guy who's who's you know sitting at kind of the other end, where um, you know we, a team with mediocrity of but but has a coach that isn't getting any better and hasn't gotten any better in you know the 9 years that he's been there um i getting a new coach or making that change and again i know you said you didn't that you you weren't in favor of them getting rid of del rio but um they they, they were going to make that change so um i i'd say try and just try and give it um you know at least through ne- you know next year maybe a year from now if you're sitting here and the Raiders haven't made any improvements, then you know then then it's probably time to say, hey, maybe maybe this actually isn't working at all. Um, but uh, but but just you know, I, I would I would encourage a little patience. Dave, do you have any other uh, any advice there for for Scotty, the the frustrated Raider fan? So, Scotty, I just have one question: uh, Do you wear a Raiders shirt or gear when you watch the game still, or are you that embarrassed that you don't put it on? I wear a Derek Carr shirt every time. That's worth it then. So, see, you're, there, there's still hope. But, um, I mean, I kind of agree with what Jim said. But my, my statement, Grace, here is that um, it, it's early. So, if Gruden is going to clean house, um, whether or not it was needed, um, he's got to do it now. Because once you get into year two, three, four, you, you have to expect things to go up. Um, however, he, he did get a lot of draft picks. Um, could he have gotten more? That's a whole other question. But uh, this is a pretty strong NFL draft coming out uh, in, in a couple of months here. So there, there is potential, assuming they draft well, which I, I don't know that you have a, uh, a history of drafting well there. I mean, um, Darius Hayward Bay is one that makes a, a, a uh, case there. But, uh, I mean, I, I think that you have some hope, but I, I think you can be happy that you're not a Browns fan and, and been in this zone for 10 years now. Um, however, um, reason for concern, absolutely, but uh, pessimistic on Gruden. I, I think you can call it pessimistic without a doubt, but uh, not giving him a chance. I, I think you got to see at least another 16, 18 games and, and kind of go from there. Right. I, I get what you're saying. And re- reason we haven't drafted well, no offense, I know he has passed away. Al Davis drafted the fastest guy at the 40 repeatedly repeatedly like every player was the fastest guy jacoby ford fastest guy darius hayward bay fast but couldn't had no longevity but one other question for both of you sure i would never advocate for somebody getting fired but who do you think would get removed first marvin lewis out of the Bengals, or jason garrett Um, they're both like i don't i don't know how lewis got an extension and garrett i don't know how he's still there be honest with you um if they, if there's any if there's any coaching job that that even makes me feel even the slightest bit good about the Dallas Cowboys it, it's the Bengals and Marvin Lewis like that guy has to have something on uh on on Bengals management because he, here's the one thing for uh for for the Cowboys and Jason Garrett is it is at some point regardless of how much uh Jerry Jones likes you um, because even going back to looking at like Chan Gailey and Dave Campo, those were two guys uh, that as a head coach, and he, hell, even Barry Switzer was a guy that Jerry Jones loved. But uh, there comes a point where, where Jerry's just tired of losing. Jerry's tired of getting egg on his face, and Jerry's tired of people 
talking about his team in a negative way. And I, I think that, that the leash is running very, very short for Jason Garrett. So if I had smart money, um, I would say Jason Garrett goes before Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. Dave, what do you think? I I tend to agree with that. However, I, I wouldn't be shocked if both these coaches are uh, shown the door in the offseason. Um, more so the reason being that, that Cincinnati uh, just signed that a huge extension, or uh, not Cincinnati, but Lewis just signed that huge extension in Cincinnati. And um, they they uh, were off to such a great start. I think they were 4-1 or 5-2 and two or something like that. And they're not remotely close to competitive right now. And um, I mean, part of that's AJ Green banged up pretty good, but sure. they also have a whole bunch of uh, injuries on other on uh, the lines on both sides of the ball, and um, they have one of your favorite NFL players in Vontez. So um, I, I mean, you go along with all that, and he he doesn't he he's not trending in the right direction. I mean, he has the same core um, with with Ginger Power and uh, AJ, but he's not he's not trending upwards, and, and when you start trending downwards and consistently not getting better with the same group of players, um, there, there's gotta be a change. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Scotty, we appreciate the call, man. We're going to, uh, we're going to keep moving here, but, uh, thanks for listening and, uh, hope to hear you back maybe even next week. Yep. Thank you. All right. So great call there from Scotty and, um, yeah. And, and Dave, to, to your point with the Bengals too, I, I think, you know, when the, when the calendar turns to November, uh, Andy Dalton, um, you know, the, 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 the trouble begins of brewing, and I think we're seeing that again uh, this year. All right, Dave, looking at the college football playoff top six from this week, it was the same as it was last week. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan make up your top four. Georgia and Oklahoma are on the outside looking in. So if the, if the four teams that are the top four, if they win out, um, I think that's your top four, and I think it remains – one, two, three, four, the way we've seen it the last two weeks. Like there's not a lot of drama there if all four of these teams Who's who's three and who's four, Jim? What's that? Who no, Notre Dame's three and Michigan's four or is it vice versa? Uh Notre Dame's three, Michigan's four. I think Michigan goes to three if they went out because they will have beaten Ohio State. I think that that would boost them up, rightly or wrongly. I think that that would boost them up in, in the pollster's eyes. Um, but I, I agree. I think you have your top four. If they I, I think I think they they, they 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 would maybe move up in the final one because it would come after the Big Ten title game, of course. Um, you know, like Alabama, Clemson, and Michigan would all be playing in conference title games that weekend. Notre Dame would be sitting idle, uh, of course, without the um, without the without the conference title game. So you know that well, that's, that's enough for Oklahoma to jump up to number four then. Yeah, that's not. They're not getting in without help. I'll, I can guarantee you that one. Um, but the, the 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 question I have, and and it's not not obviously my question because it's the thing that's been discussed at nauseum. And and we're not we don't have to go super in depth because we have a couple games to pick, and then we want to jump over to the NFL side. Is if Georgia beats Alabama, so Michigan fans, Notre Dame fans, um, as much as I hate to say it cheer for Alabama. Okay. That that that's the easy ticket is Bama wins out. But let's go to the SEC title game. Let's assume that, you know, Clemson wins out, Notre Dame wins out, Michigan wins out. So um and then you get to the SEC title game. Georgia beats Alabama 
by 10. What happens? Does Alabama fall out? And if not, who is the odd man out? Because obviously Georgia's in. If Georgia wins the SEC, Georgia's in. So if they keep Alabama in, is it Notre Dame out or is it Michigan out? So this is where it's going to get very interesting, and I can only imagine what Jim is going to be doing, assuming Michigan beats Ohio State, because I really think that that jumps Michigan to number three. Okay? What are you going to be doing if Michigan jumps to number three and then Georgia knocks off Alabama while Notre Dame's idle? Um, and, 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 and if Clemson wins out, I'm probably going to start crying because um, I, I think – I think there's a, a realistic op- a possibility. And, and I, I, I was talking to, to my wife about it this the, this past weekend, I think, was that that there's a real good chance, and I hate to admit that, but I think there's a real good chance that if that if Georgia beats Alabama, and, if, and if, it, if it's a blowout, I think a blowout would be enough to move Alabama out. But if it's... 14 or less even, um, I think there's a realistic possibility of Notre Dame being left out because they don't have the conference title game. Whether it's right, whether it's wrong, and um, like I, I think I'm pr- probably preparing myself for it now because I feel like that's a thing. I feel like that's a thing that could happen. Like, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just really interesting on what would happen. I mean, I personally feel like with all the hype around Alabama, um, they have one loss regardless of where it's at. I mean, within reason, if they lose to the Citadel by 20, they're not getting in um, if they lose in the SEC title game. But if, I think if they have one loss, I think this Alabama team's in regardless. Um, the, the other interesting point, Jim, is what do you do if – Georgia squeaks by Alabama and Clemson loses in the SEC or the uh, ACC title game or Michigan dominates Ohio state, but loses to Northwestern by three. Um, Obviously that doesn't affect you with Notre Dame, but if one of the other two falter just barely, is that enough for an Oklahoma to get in or a, uh, a West Virginia to get in? Um, I hope not because I think you have the top five teams isolated in the top five there. I personally think West Virginia is better than Oklahoma. I would um, agree. But to, kind of to go back and, and answer your question here, um, the, the piece that's going to be interesting in this regard is if, if this plays out the way we're saying, um, A, I don't think Georgia is beating Alabama, but if they do, it's going to show us that the committee truly values head-to-head wins or if they value conference titles more. Yeah. Um, personally, I think I think a lot of the head-to-head wins is going to matter when it happened. Um, it's completely different if you beat an Alabama if, – if uh, LSU beat Alabama and then that was two weeks later the final rankings came out versus this being way back Labor Day weekend, the right. head-to-head win. Um, not saying it's not important at all, but the, as we've touched on, these teams are vastly different here. Um, yes. I, I think it's very hard to keep Notre Dame out if they win out, but somehow it seems like they're they're going to find a way to do something in that regard. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I 
I, I don't see I don't see Alabama losing to Georgia, but it's a one game type of thing. And I mean, right. if Alabama plays semi decent, Alabama beats Georgia. Um, Georgia just doesn't have the firepower um, on both sides of the ball, in my opinion. Um, I, I think the the interesting piece is what happens if Clemson or Michigan falls. What does that do to things? And I mean, what, what do you do with a um, some of these other teams that are kind of on the cusp. I mean, West Virginia, if they beat Oklahoma by 20, I th- I think, what does that do? I think anybody outside of the top five needs multiple la- layers of help. I think the top five is, is really where 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 the, 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 the final four lie. It's just how, how these next few weeks are going to play out. How's the rest of November going to play out? Um, you know, if Clemson falters, See, if Clemson falters and loses, multiple layers. No, I, I don't know. You, you can say multiple layers because you're getting an automatic loss from Alabama or Georgia, so you need one additional loss somewhere, and that's very real. Well, but here. but we said if 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 Bama loses to Georgia, then you're gonna you're gonna that's where the the, the next layer falls in because like yeah I mean one of those teams is going to lose and if if Bama wins you know Georgia's out but you still have the top four one of those teams is going to have to fall like a big a big 12 champion is not going to be able to jump Notre Dame if Notre Dame doesn't lose they're not going to be able to jump Michigan if Michigan doesn't lose they're not going to be able to jump Clemson if Clemson doesn't lose that's what I mean by multiple layers of help like they need they 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 need somebody beyond the SEC title game to lose and, 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 and obviously, you know, like it just, you know, it, here's the thing. If you, if you love, if you want there to be more than the, the four teams in a college football playoff, um, you want Georgia to beat Alabama. You want Oklahoma to Oklahoma or West Virginia to win the big 12 by a, by a huge margin. Like, um, I, I think you want Notre Dame to win out. I think you want. I think you want the you know the, Michigan to win out, and I think you want Clemson to win out, but you want Georgia to beat Alabama because you you want to have this situation where, um, you know, there's a potential of two SEC teams getting in, and you leave out a Big Ten champion who lost by seven the first week of the season and dominated out the rest of the way. Like that team on the gonna, road, that team could be left out on the right on the road. Um, a twelve and zero Notre Dame. Who answered every challenge fairly convincingly, at least the at least the biggest ones, um, you know, and and that you know they could be left out. So if you want an eight team playoff, um, you're you're rooting for this chaotic scenario that we've been talking about. Unless you're a Notre Dame fan or a Michigan fan, <laughs> you know, like you know, you just want Alabama to win, and you want the top four to just continue to be. You you want it, you want it to go as quietly as possible. Um, cause normally I, I am in favor and, and, you know, the, the ultimate point is that, um, th- there needs to be an 18 playoff, like, th- like not only because I love football and I want there to be more football, but, um, you know, I, I think for, and we've talked about it time and time again is just too small of a number. It's just, it is, it's too small of a number because, you know, the, the, the where I, I don't know how great the separation is and, and. Um, you, you're going to have teams that I think are deserving and have a, have a real shot at uh, being a national champion are, are potentially going to be left out this year, um, one way or the other. But again, for me, 
I want. I'm. I, I, I hate to admit it because I hate him. Um, but I, I, I just want Alabama to win out at this point and, and, and let this top four play itself out. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, we're we're gonna get not a whole lot of answers this weekend. Um, or the, the 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 biggest answer is Notre Dame this weekend. And let's go to our top twenty five uh, head to heads, Dave. And the first one is Saturday, two thirty p.m. NBC from Yankee Stadium. It is number twelve Syracuse coming in at eight and two. Versus number three Notre Dame at ten and zero. Notre Dame is a ten point favorite. The over under on this game sixty six. Um, which, when you're talking about a team that 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 has one of the better defenses in the country, I think fifteenth overall, something like that. Um, to have that over under seems extremely high. Um, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go ahead and say the under right away. But I'm I'm gonna go Syracuse with the points. The, this game makes me nervous. This game makes me more nervous than USC next week. I, Notre Dame gets through this week. I'm going to feel a lot better. Um, I think Notre Dame is the better team. Like if you look at, you know, the 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 two losses versus the eight wins that Syracuse has. I, I don't know how great of a num of number twelve in the country they are. Um, so I like Notre Dame in a close one uh, to pick up the win in those in this year's god awful pinstripe fucking uniforms just just awful i usually love what under armor does for these games but this one this one is not good if you're a yankee fan you probably like it um but again notre dame uh wins the game but syracuse take the points and the under i'm taking the over just because i agree with you that this total makes absolutely no sense so i don't know why they set it so high so i'm (laughs) taking the over um and I am going to shock you here with this pick, Jim. Hold on to your seat. We're taking Syracuse plus ten. Yeah, yeah, real shocking there. All right, then we go. Orange is uh, way better on giant four hundred pound offensive linemen than pinstripes. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's look at uh, now. There's two eight o'clock games. Uh, the first is where college game day for the very first time will be at UCF. Number twenty four Cincinnati at nine and one at number eleven UCF at nine and zero they are a seven point favorite over under is at sixty uh, this game eight o'clock on ABC all the lights and all the attention and everything UCF fans have wanted for the last two years except for having a realistic shot at playing in a in a playoff game you get it this week and I'm probably going to piss people off I don't care I'm probably going to be wrong I don't care. I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm taking the points. I'm taking the upset. Uh, I don't even. I don't think this UCF team is as good as the one last year. I think they've been riding on the fact that they play an easy as hell schedule, and that's why you're not in the playoff discussion, people. Um, so I'm taking Cincinnati. End the Cinderella talk. Midnight striking and game over. Move on. Shut up, UCF. Wow, he got some anger coming out there, Jimmy. Just a bit. So just, just to play this back here, Notre Dame is playing a team that's 10, te- 10 seeds lower than them, roughly, on a neutral site, laying 10. Uh-huh. UCF is playing a team, what, 10-ish? 13. 10 to 15. 10 to 15 lower than them at home and laying 7. Correct. Pencil me in for the straight-up upset, Jimmy. You, you beat me to it, but I agree. Fuck the points. Give me the money line. 
Bingo. I like that. I, I don't like to agree too much with you, but every now and again, it feels right. Uh, and let's do number 16, Iowa State, 6-3. and three. At number 15, Texas, who's 7-3. and three. They're a three-point home favorite over under 46.5. This one Saturday night at 8 o'clock only on the Longhorn Network. So uh, I just don't even care. Um, first off, over under in a Big 12 game at 46.5, over. And uh, I'll, I'll take Texas with the points. Why not? It's at home. Um, Iowa State only does cool things when it's at Iowa State. So Texas with points and take the way, way over. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna take Iowa State because you took Texas and we agreed on the last one, so it can't <laughs> happen on this one. Good. And this game is going so far under that it won't go over in five quarters. So give me the under. All righty. All right, let's move now, Dave, to the NFL. Uh, been some little bit of coaching carousel stuff. We won't take a lot of time on it. Um, kind of the the Browns cleared coordinators. They they fired Hugh Jackson, who moves down the road to Cincinnati. I think he's working with the defense there. Um, but uh, the, the 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 another big... great Marvin Lewis decision for the record. Jesus, it's unbelievable. Um, so uh, Scotty went with the Marvin Lewis or Jason Garrett. Who goes first? The one that's on my mind, and there's a lot of buzz about him, is. Uh, the other Harbaugh, John Harbaugh in Baltimore, uh, a lot of buzz around him being on the hot seat. Um, does either Jason Garrett or Harbaugh get fired before season's end, or which one of those two gets fired first? Can I just answer yes? Yeah, you can. You can. If you haven't learned that you pretty much do whatever you want here, Dave, by now, I, I don't know what we're doing here. Fair enough. Um, I think both <laughs> both coaches are definitely on the hot seat. Um, Hardball's interesting because he has a, a defense that's kind of getting healthy, but yet as they're getting healthy, their numbers are getting worse, which makes no sense. Right. And now they have Flacco banged up, who's still um, – very, very questionable from everything I've seen for this weekend. So, um, kind of, kind of interesting. I mean, Harbaugh's got to be on the hot seat, no doubt. Um, and, and I think part of that comes with kind of the shift in what they're looking at team-wise. There, I mean, they got uh, they got Lamar that they're going to have to get in, and, and is Harbaugh going to be able to run that type of an offense? Yeah, and and you know there's there, there's questions there. I think you know if you if you like fantasy football dynasty leagues and and keeper leagues and stuff like that, and and you don't if nobody has Lamar Jackson, you may just want to grab him just just for funsies. If you're even thinking about it, your your season's probably over anyway. That's why I'm holding on to this belt as as tightly as I can because uh, it's 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 quickly slipping out of my fingers. Um, but uh, I think. I think Harbaugh. That's because you won't let me back in your league. Just throwing that out there. That's entirely true. Um, but uh, I, I think Harbaugh would go first. I, I, I still think that Jerry's loyalty to 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 the Clapper um, is uh, is sickening and, and too deep. I think Harbaugh would go first. Um, we're not we're not going to just because of time and, and I'm I'm actually even happier um, that that we don't have a t- have time to really talk about it. The Le'Veon Bell situation is over. He's not playing this year. He'll most likely uh, become a free agent next year and land somewhere else. Uh, the Steelers already are cleaning out his locker room and guys are fighting over his stuff. So uh, Le'Veon Bell's done in Pittsburgh. 
James Conner. Congrats. Here's the thing. Like, I hate Pittsburgh sports. Um, most, a lot of their fans annoy the crap out of me, but there's not a guy in the NFL, uh, just off the top of my head that I, that I'm happier for than James Conner. Um, you know, cancer survivor, kick cancer's ass. He, he lands in the place where he, you know, he played college football and, uh, he's becoming an NFL star. So that, you know, that, that's the, the story there. And, and I couldn't be happier for him. Um, Chris, you completely there, Jim. I mean, it's it's great for Connor and uh, God. I feel like I'm not going to know what to talk about now that we don't have to talk about Le'Veon Bell every week. Right, exactly. Uh, but let's talk about four games. Four games that I picked in the uh, hold, NFL- on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Okay. You have one more NFL headline from the week that you have to mention as as a a a fan here. I think I don't think I've heard anything about it yet. What am, what am I missing here? What happened on Sunday night? Oh, I, I led with that. I already led with the fact that the Cowboys beat the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, they beat the defending champs, which was cool. Uh, and here's the thing: like guys at work were like, "Oh, they got lucky." I don't care. Like, here's, if, if, if this is a this is a bad season, and I've reserved it to a bad season. I reserved it to a bad season before it even started. But and I've always said this. If there's two games, even in a bad year, if you go two and fourteen, and both of those wins are against Philly, because of where I live, it's worth it. It's even worth it enough because that means you lost to a two and fourteen team. So, uh, for one night, the stars shine bright, and it's shined in uh, in the city of brotherly shove. So, uh, yeah, they, 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 do I expect the Cowboys to uh, fall flat in their face this week? Probably, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree with you there, Jim. But the one thing that I – I mean, I watched this whole game. Um, the the one thing that I was astonished with is how stupid Doug Peterson was with play calls. I mean, he was absolutely atrocious on the offensive side of the ball calling yeah. plays. Um, I mean, I don't know if – I don't know what the hell was happening. I don't know if he was drunk, but he was absolutely atrocious calling offensive plays. I mean, you can't run the ball. I mean, you don't have any guy in there that – that has any size to run the ball and you're trying to force a run on fourth and one when you've been passing and all these check downs with no issue at all. I mean, even if you do like a, a little, little uh, option or something to, to uh, Clement or, or something along those lines or just hit Ertz in the middle of the field for another tight end screen. I mean, it worked all damn game, but you're just dumb. I mean, I don't know what Doug Peterson was doing. And I mean, I'm not an Eagle supporter by any sense of the means, but um, something was going on there that was very odd because he was not his normal um, play calling uh, self there. I mean, it was just it was an atrocious game plan. Right, and that that that's the big thing. And, and, and you know, obviously being uh, friends with with a lot of Eagles fans, that you know, I've seen the uh, the ups and downs of this year, and um, you know, silently smiled to myself, but. Um, the thing that has to be frustrating from from their point of view is is you know this is it's so different from what you saw out of the Eagles a year ago. Like it, it, you know Doug Peterson, you know that that that's a game where you know it's thirteen seven at half, um, and the Eagles came out and Cowboys went three and out. Eagles come back, come down right away, put points on the you know put a touchdown on the board. Last year, remember, in November, the, the Eagles scored like 34 unanswered in the second half. 
against the Cowboys. And and it just Yeah, we talked about we talked about this the whole second half of the season last year that this this Eagles team was just doing something ridiculous. Like all these games that they should have lost, they were winning. I mean, it, it, it's the same thing that happened to my Panthers. I don't know four or five years ago when they went when they met in uh, New Orleans Manning in the Super Bowl. Um, all these games that they shouldn't have won, they somehow won. I mean, they were like nine and one in one possession games when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, and then the next season they were six and ten or something like that. And it's you got a repeat coming on here in Philly, and it's just it's the law of averages. I mean, a one possession game, you're going to win 50% of them. You're going to lose 50% of them. You win 75% last year. You're going to win 25% this year. Right. You're going to return, regress to the norm. There's, there's always balance there. And, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I will not ever be sad, uh, that the Eagles struggle, uh, especially after last year. So, um, like I said, for one week, it felt great to be a cowboy, uh, but let's go to tomorrow night, Dave. And that's where we're kicking off. Uh, our big four. The Packers at four, four and one travel to Seattle, who are four and five. They're a two and a half point home favorite. The over under on this one, 49. Um, of course, tomorrow night, 820 on Fox or and the NFL Network. The reason I picked this one, it's the reason I picked the next one as well, is is I think the loser of this game is, is, is pretty much done. Like the winner still has an uphill climb, but the, the loser is, is probably pretty much done when you're when you're at um the end of week 11 and you're going to be either four five and one or four and six. Um, so it's, 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 it's a crucial game, I think for both teams. And, um, I don't know how to make heads or tails of either of them. And I feel like it's that way with the majority of the teams in the NFL this year is, is, is week to week. I, I don't know what, what to make of it. Like, um, the, the, Common sense might tell you to go with Seattle because they're at home, um, but but I'm going to take Green Bay here to to, to pull the upset. Um, I guess it's an upset. I you know again a two a two and a half point difference and Seattle's on a home field, so I, I don't know how much of an upset it is. But I'm going to take Packers with the points, and I, I'm going to take the under, which just sounds weird too. But you know these teams just have not looked very good this year. The Packers will just stay alive uh, and try and keep pace with a win. Yeah, Jim, I, I agree with you that I, I tend to like the under here um, in, in that sense. I mean, my, I kind of looked at this one a little bit differently that um, it, it seems too easy in a must-win game to take the two-and-a-half with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, you're getting two-and-a-half points here with Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. It, it just seems too easy, if that makes sense. So, um, with, with that being said, for, for no other reason, because I really think this number is about right where it should be, so I will have um, likely nothing on the game, um, in all honesty. Um, but I, I would uh, – I, I like Seattle, and uh, I do lean on the under, but uh, I, I would rather take Seattle money line than lay two and a half personally. So Fair enough. Um, I'm going the opposite of you and taking Seattle. All right, sounds good. Now, Dave, before I get to the, the final three games here, I forgot to um, – I forgot to, to – to bring you in on uh, a new feature here in this studio. So um, pardon me while I ask Alexa, who are the Stanley Cup champions? The Stanley Cup's winner is Washington Capitals. Thank you. Um, I, we, we have an Alexa in the studio now. Alexa, stop. Um, but, but you know, so, so that's, a, that's a new feature. Every so often I might just have to, to uh, ask it um, who, who the Stanley Cup champions are, so. It's it's a new feature, and uh, beautiful. And uh, yeah, it, I'm sure it'll uh, it'll come into play 
um, throughout the uh, throughout the, the the rest of the time here. All right, next game, and, I, and again, I said we'd talk about this one here in a minute. The four and five Cowboys at the four and five Falcons. Falcons are a three point home favorite. Over under on this one is forty eight. It's Sunday at one o'clock on Fox. Again, similar reason. I think I think the team that wins um, can can stay afloat. Uh, I think the a win is probably a little more critical for Atlanta because you're you're probably trying to keep pace with with the wild card, not with New Orleans. New Orleans is you know is is probably a, a mathematically on the cusp almost of of uh, clinching a, a, a at least a playoff spot, and then the division probably not long after that. Um, just just coming off the 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 win. Um, you know, you have a short ish week cause you, you were a Sunday night game. Uh, I, I, I think I like the Cowboys here. Um, j- just because Atlanta's defense ha- has not been very good and their offense, especially from what we saw earlier in the year with, you know, Ridley kind of being a little bit of a breakout and, and Matty ice looking pretty solid. Um, he's, it, it's, things have gone really sour in Atlanta. So, so I at least think that, you know the Cowboys are are trending, not upward, but they're at least flat. I feel like the the Falcons are trending downward. So I'll take uh, the Cowboys and and I'll go slightly over. So so Jim, this is this is one of my favorite um, pure spots of the week, for the standpoint that you have Atlanta that lost last week to to Cleveland, and you have the Cowboys that somehow beat the Eagles. <laughs> um, this number is only three. I mean. If I asked you last week, you would have said Atlanta's a touchdown favorite, right? Roughly the six uh, to seven range. If yeah, around. What happened in one week that moved this number so much? Absolutely nothing. You have one more game, and again, the Cowboys executed a pretty perfect game against the Eagles, who realistically have the tight ends. They don't have a wide receiver yet. They don't have a defense. They don't have a lot. They don't. They have no um, running game. They have one of the best quarterbacks in football, but he has nothing around him, kind of like what's stuck in Green Bay at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm taking Atlanta in this. Um, I, I do like this spot. Um, I think you can get three this weekend. Uh, anytime you can get Matt Ryan at home lane, only three, that's a good thing. Um, and since I like Atlanta, I naturally like the over as well. So um, definitely, uh, definitely Atlanta's on my radar for this week. All right, very good. Then we go to Sunday night. Uh, eight twenty on NBC. The Vikings five three and one travel to the six and three Chicago Bears, who are a two and a half point uh, home favorite. The Vikings coming off of a bye. Uh, the over under forty five. Again, this one on, uh, on NBC. Uh, I man, I, I'm gonna get. I probably just. I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the home team here. I, I, I think Chicago. Is slightly better. I, I think that two point five is 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 uh, pretty much correct. Um, so I'll take Chicago slightly with the points. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be much above that 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 number. I don't think it's going to be a you know, seven at most. I don't think you're you're I don't think you're talking a double digit win here. Um, both defenses solid. I think both um, teams are going to get at the the opposing quarterback. So I'll, I'll go under the forty five. But uh, but Chicago with the win. Well, we got half the equ- equation correct there, Jimmy. This is a this is a gut shot hundred game. Um, 
I, I like the Vikings in this spot. I think you got uh, a team that's been a little under the radar and trending upwards, and they had the bye week to get healthy. Um, the, the defense should be healthy um, with your starters from last year back. Um, I'm hearing that Diggs is probably back, which is another um, huge piece back. Um, this is a big game for that division, and um, the, the Vikings have won and have the experience to win. Alex Smith has some uh, uh, playoff experience there. And, uh, you know, that's going to help with the, the trending upwards of, of uh, the, the Purple People Eaters, and uh, they'll knock off the Bears. All right, and then uh, let's close this thing out. Monday night, the game that was moved from Mexico City because of just atrocious uh, field conditions at the, at the stadium. I'm, I'm happy that, at least for once, the NFL actually went on the side of player safety. But the 9-1 Chiefs traveled to the 9-1 Rams, who are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite, the over-under at 63-and-a-half. Uh, again, this one, Monday, 8-15, of course, on ESPN. Um, Jim, this is, a, uh, this is a record-setting total. I just want to make you aware of that. This I was going to say, that, that, um, that number during, seems so high. The highest total during our lifetime. Um, the last, last one was in the early 80s that they had recorded in the 60s, but they're not even sure that it was in the 60s because there's some discrepancies. So... This could well be the highest possible total in NFL history. Man, and and you know, here's the thing: like in, in a in a situation where the things, the thing, the game, and the whole the whole scenario and all this the the storyline uh, leading up to it, it just is a little wacky. Um, I, I like the team that gets to play at home here. Um, you know, and I, I think especially with and again, our you know, you, you you touched on obviously thanking the the veterans with it being uh, Veterans Day week. Um, you know, our, our, our thoughts and, and prayers are with the people in California whose, uh, lives have just been dramatically, uh, altered and some lost and, and just lives changed forever, uh, because of these fires. Um, you know, sometimes in, in the face of, of tragedy and, and despair sports, we've seen it time and time again, can, can unite a city and, um, you know, bring people together and, 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 and just kind of, you know, let people, you know, put some of the, 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 the awful situations in life behind them for even a couple of hours. So I like the, the home team with everything going on here. Um, and as, as hard as this is to believe, I'm going to take the slight over here because I don't think that the Chiefs defense is very good. Like, you can score on the Chiefs. And I, 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 as good as the Rams' defense is, the Chiefs are going to score points too. So I'm taking the Rams to win, obviously with the points and with the over, over 63 and a half. Good picks, Jimmy. You got one right finally. This is crazy. It only took 11 weeks. <laughs> So, Jim, the, the interesting piece I'll add on this, um, kind of how you're touching on the wire, wildfires and everything, um, I don't know if this is a benefit to Los Angeles or a detriment because you're at home and you're hearing about all this and it kind of throws you out of your normal routine. Like, hey, what can I do to go help? Um, you possibly have players that are affected, players' families that are affected. Does it hurt them more than it helps them? Um, I actually bet uh, the Rams at uh, minus one at Dell Park this week, um, but the 
the game will obviously be refunded since they moved the location, but I thought I got an absolute <laughs> great number on the Rams with the game in Mexico City. Um, with the line being minus three and a half, um, I, I got I, I do not like this Chiefs team. I've been vocal about that. You have. Um, yeah. I, I do not like this Chiefs team. I think they have a hell of a lot of talent on offense, but I think their defense is the bottom bottom uh bottom eight defense in the league i think it's pretty freaking bad and the rams are going to expose it um i would really like to catch a three on this game somewhere in all honesty but i don't think that we're going to get that um i would love to lay three points on this but uh, i i don't know that we can see that uh given that it's in la now um so i mean i i do think that the rams win this game fairly easily um the total though i mean it, it feels like a game that's just going to go up and down the field. And yeah. I mean, the, the Rams get three defensive stops. That could be enough to win the game. As strange as that is. Yeah. May, maybe even, maybe even two. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but um, yeah, I don't think, I don't and think don't that, forget about that. Uh, don't forget about that other team from LA for the record. Uh, I, I stand by what I said. Give it time. Like I said, they might win. They might be the number one seed, but I, I will stand by what I said a couple of weeks ago that, uh, Playoffs are a different beast. As a Cowboys fan, I know that far too well. The playoffs are a different beast. All right, Dave, let's uh, let's put the uh, let's uh, let's shut the door here. Let's put this thing to bed. Um, do you have anything else to add? If not, let people know where they can follow you on Twitter. We're gonna get get on out of here. Uh, nothing else to add, but uh, just some interesting factoids. Uh, being in a couple couple spread pools here. A um, couple guys released their their Thanksgiving Day lines, and it's showing the the Bears as three and a half point favorites at Detroit. Um, it's showing Dallas as three and a half point favorites to Washington on Thanksgiving, okay. um, and it's showing the Saints at about seven and a half point favorites over Atlanta. So, um, if all three of your favorites win this week and win in the dominating fashion, there that that uh, some are projecting that they're going to, those numbers all seem a little. Uh, advantageous at this point so it's something to keep in mind if uh you try and get cashed out on these games so um nothing else to discuss jimmy uh, uh good discussion uh too much time spent on alabama though but uh <laughs> when they're the best at the moment you got to go along with it uh but sure. i'm at uh huddle up dave on twitter and uh look forward to uh chatting some football sometime next week uh given the holidays we'll have to figure out what we're going to post yeah yeah no doubt um likely tuesday um, I think, I think Wednesday's filled up for me, but we, you know, people just got to pay attention to the social media and, uh, we'll put it out there then Dave. So uh, I'll talk to you next week, bud. You got it, man. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone in advance, but we'll be back with another, uh, killer Turkey football time. Darn right. All right. That's going to do it for us. We appreciate, uh, Scotty's call. We appreciate the interaction on the live video. And again, just pay attention to our, uh, to our social media posts, uh, from this week till next week when we uh let you know when we're going to be live uh next week again check out our home network ngscsports.com also the sponsor of this show alicia's pillows and things uh check out their facebook page where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford there you will find pillows and stools featuring your favorite sports teams and you'll see sets with your kids favorite cartoon or movie characters you can also get full body or neck pillows as well log on at NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage and place your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. 
You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. You can follow the show again at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. And until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.